0: And in this portion of WGTD's morning show, I am making my acquaintance for the first time with a life coach here in southeastern Wisconsin named Andrea Scheuerman. And uh, her story was uh, shared with me uh, by a colleague here at WGTD, Troy McDonald. And uh, to make a long story short and a story that we'll explore in just a little bit, uh, Andrea Scheuerman... uh, experienced a, a a painful loss in her life, which, among other things, prompted her to want to think about her own life in maybe new terms and think about ways in which she could chart a new path for herself and, in a sense, come to uh, a better version of herself. And at least one important element of that better version of herself is to be a life coach and uh Help others in that same sort of journey of, of discovery and, and, and understanding. Uh, Andrea Scheuerman, among other things, uh, brings to this work uh, many years of intense work at the Shalom Center. And um, she has a website, I want to make sure I mention it before I forget, called Grow with Andy. Uh, grow with and then Andy, A-N-D-I dot com which you can find out about uh, more of the work that she does. Uh, Andrea Scheuerman, we welcome you to The Morning Show.
1: Hi there. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you today.
0: I'm glad we can connect today, and I appreciate Troy uh, suggesting this. So let's begin with uh, uh, kind of the, the the background here and maybe a bit about your life up until you experienced uh the, the painful loss of your mother. Um, sketch kind of what things were like before that loss and then what that loss uh, represented for you.
1: Okay, sure. So before my mom got sick with cancer and passed away, um, I was a very busy mom of, uh, you know, married, I've got three little boys at the time. So I and I had um, decided to college and um, you know, do something, you know, very important with my life. At that point, I was going to be a teacher um, when I started because I, I helped out in my kids classrooms. I loved being there. So I thought, okay, great. I can, I can do this. I can be a teacher, um, which is obviously a very wonderful field to go into. Um, but then my mom got sick and it's kind of like my whole world stopped, you know? Um it was uh, she was sick for a couple years in the last year of her life. She lived with us and that was just completely life changing. You know, up until that point, I was very busy. And, you know, there was times I was a little cranky because, you know, because trying to juggle so many things with still three small boys was very challenging. And um, while losing my mother, it really, really taught me. What to focus on and what's not so important, right? Um, it really, gosh, I mean, I, I just it was life changing for me. It really just stopped me dead in my tracks, and you know, it really makes you. Well, first of all, you realize that you know this life is not forever, um, and I know that that sounds silly because we all know that. But until you're in, until it affects you personally, it's not. You don't get it in the same way, right? So going through that process, you know, I always say that as my mother journeyed towards death, so did I, because I went through a whole transformation through that process with her. Um, Yes, I just, you know, it was very transforming. So it just really made me realize that sounds kind of silly, but that everybody's struggling with something. Again, up until that point, I was so busy and had the blinders on of my own busy world that I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on around me and how other people were being affected in their life. And, and that really made me realize that everybody's going through something and everybody's struggling, you know? It really brought that to my to my attention. And, and it just brought me to a point that I really wanted to help people in, in a different way. And not that teaching is not helping people, but I wanted to help people through their pain and their suffering. You know, it really got me to that point um, of wanting to help people that were really going through life, <laughs> not just necessarily loss of a loved one, but life, right?
0: Yeah. So, what drew you specifically then to this notion of being a life coach? How did you think that would? align with this hunger that you had. And and at that point when you made this choice, did you even know that life coaches existed? I mean, it was that something you had ever encountered before in your own life?
1: No, no, it's uh it's kind of a funny story. Um right before my mom passed, I actually signed up to volunteer at um Women and Children's Horizon because again, I was feeling this hunger to so like, oh my gosh life is going to end. I need to get going on some purposeful living, right? And so I signed up to volunteer there, um, seeked it out, seeked out volunteer opportunities, went there to volunteer and ended up with a job instead, kind of accidental. Um, Didn't really mean to work there, but I got a job instead. So I felt very much like, you know, it was just aligned perfectly for me to go work there. Um, Nothing I had ever done before. And Um, loved it, loved the being there for the ladies that needed my help, right? That one-on-one with people was amazing. And ironically, I went into a little store in Kenosha and was just chatting with the lady who owned the store. And we were, I was still early enough in my education at Carthage Um, And I was kind of changing up my mind. Do I not want to be a teacher? Do I want to go into psychology or sociology or social work? I was doing all that. And telling this perfect stranger, my story um, of how I didn't know what I wanted to do at Carthage. And she's the one that actually said to me, have you ever thought about being a life coach? Mm -hmm. I had not heard of it. I was like, huh, what's a life coach? Went home looked it up, and everything that it said about what you're you know, how you would fit into this role was exactly who I was anyway, just I was doing it naturally.
0: Hmm. Oh, so, well, That put a name to it, and uh, and in a sense gave you a, a path to, to pursue. I noticed on your website, uh, growwithandy.com, that uh, one of the things you say about the role of life coach, at least as you see it, uh, is that uh, you are an accountability partner. Yes. I've not heard that term before, and I I really like it a lot. What is behind that term? Um, what does it mean to be an accountability partner?
1: Well, you know, life coaching is, is not about me as much as it's about the person I'm coaching. You know, when everybody comes to coaching with obviously a reason that they're there, they have goals and visions and things that they want to do in their life that they are just struggling to move forward. So when somebody comes to me and they have a set of goals and things that they want to work on, we all have a hard time moving forward. You know, I personally, you know, have set goals, right. And then, you know, if no one's holding you accountable to continue on your path and weekly to revisit, you know, like, are you, are you meeting the goal we set last week, or you know have you taken a step forward? Um, if somebody's not holding you accountable, it's harder to do things when you're all on your own. I found that it's hard for me to be accountable to myself when I don't have somebody sitting there saying, "But have you done this? Are you working on this?" So that's really what an accountability partner is is somebody holding you accountable so that you're not on your own. Mm.
0: What would be some other basic uh, elements of the work of life coaching? Uh, Although I can see how that accountability uh, piece would be very, very significant. What would be some of the other primary roles that you see a life coach uh, offering to a client?
1: Sure. Um, Support and guidance. You know, again, when we set goals for ourselves, if we don't have anybody there cheering us on and reminding us that we got this and and we can do this, um, it's hard to do it. I know personally, it's hard for me to do things on my own, you know, but if I've got, you know, people around me that are reminding me on a regular basis that you can do this, then it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to walk through life with a partner. It is not as easy to walk through life all on your own. And when I say partner, you know, yes, we have husbands and wives and and friends and cousins and sisters and brothers. But, you know, when it's somebody who's related to you, it's not always the same when it comes to setting those goals and those visions and those dreams. So really, it's about having a partner, um, having a support system. Having somebody who will who will guide you along your path because again, coaching is about it's about the person you're coaching and what their vision and their dreams and their goals are. So I am there as a support and a guide and an accountability partner, um, so that somebody's not going through their changes all by themselves. Hmm.
0: How would you generally speak engage the state of somebody who? comes to a life coach? Uh, generally speaking, is it somebody who is in a situation of crisis of one kind? Or does it sometimes make sense for somebody to seek out a life coach when when one isn't necessarily facing a dramatic fork in the road or a very difficult choice or whatever? Uh, I mean, at, at what point in one's life does it make sense to perhaps seek out a life coach? And In a sense, does there need to be a problem in order for a life coach to be appropriate?
1: Well, I don't think there has to be a problem. You know, there's so many different life coaches. There's life coaches that deal with trauma, you know? So there could be a crisis in somebody's life because there is coaches who focus directly on that. Um, But most life coaches focus on you know, goals, it's goals that people are setting for themselves, whether it be they want a better relationship, or they are really struggling to get into a healthy lifestyle, um, or they are wanting purpose in their life, and they just not sure which direction to go. Um, So usually it's about a person who is pretty, I'm trying to think of how to say it pretty secure in their life in the sense that they, they are not dealing with deep-rooted um, psychological issues, right? Because coaches are not therapists. So they are not dealing with those deep-rooted psychological issues, you know, anxieties and depressions and, and not that a coach can't work with somebody who is dealing with those things as long as they have a therapist too and then a coach is you know, on the side of that. So, but generally speaking, a person's going to come to a coach when they are wanting to make a change in their life and they are just not sure where to go, how to start moving, how to start taking those steps. So generally it's going to be probably at that point, not as much when they're in trauma and crisis for the most part.
0: Hmm. So does one study to be a life coach? Is there certification that one gains? Um, I mean, who can do this? Who, Who's able to access this kind of possibility the way that you did it? But, uh, are there hoops to uh, run through or a gauntlet to uh, endure in order to be able to legitimately call yourself a qualified life coach?
1: Yes, yes. Um, So, I mean, as of right now, there's really it's kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes to life coaching. It's not it's not like therapists and counselors and social workers where you have to go through all these specific things. So, yes, anybody can probably call themselves a life coach, um, but most people will go through a certification program. So um, I went through Robin's Madonna's training program which is uh, Tony Robbins training program for coaching. Um, it was a self-certification. I went through it on my own with, you know, turning in my weekly homework and, um, and then doing my exam at the end so that they would certify me. So I'm certified through them. There is bigger certifications that I can do with the international coaching federation, but I have to start working with clients. And while I'm doing that then I need to also go through. Yes, there is more hoops for me to jump through in order to get that bigger certification, which I do plan to do. Um, but I am just starting out with my business, so you know it'll take me a little bit to to get there. But um, but that does look a lot better. I think that clients feel a little bit more comfortable just even knowing somebody clearly went through a program to get some training. I mean. You know, I don't personally think I would want to go to somebody who just off the streets call himself a life coach, <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> you know. What was it like to undertake this during COVID, during this pandemic? Uh, I suspect that it complicated uh, the situation, uh, but also this pandemic has probably also raised a lot of issues and questions for a lot of people for whom uh, a life coach could could really be a, a tremendous source of help and comfort
1: yeah absolutely um i think that i mean i can say it helped me to make the decision um again you know life changed for all of us and and rather than going out and being busy in our lives right we were all at home I mean, I was still working through that time, but at the same token, I still didn't really have much of a social life because I was at home, you know, um, in between work. And so it gives you, again, you're you're reflecting. I think a lot of people have in this last year have sat home and reflected on, you know what, maybe I don't love my job. A lot of people were out of work or had to work from home. I think a lot of people have really reflected again on their lives because one big Things happen when there's big change in someone's life, just like I can reflect it back to the change of losing my mother. When something big happens in people's lives, it gives them that time to reassess and say, wait a minute, you know, am I really, truly happy in what I'm doing? Or is there more, you know, is there something that would make me happier? Is there is there a purpose for my life? So for me, yes, it helps me to reassess because again, this has been a long journey for me to come to the coaching to be able to actually go through the training, you know, and start this business up, it took me a a long time to get there from when my mom passed. So I think that yes. So for me, it helped me uh, going through COVID helped me again to reassess. And that doesn't mean that I don't love every minute of what I do. But I also have had this dream for 10 years of starting my own business, so it helps me to get there, and I think that it will also help me in my business, because people have been reassessing their lives. Mm.
0: Last question, what would you say are the qualities, I'm not saying so much what are your qualities that make you a good life coach, although I suppose you could speak to that the most directly, but but I'm I'm actually really curious, even in general, even beyond the specific gifts that you bring to this work in general, what kind of gifts does it take to be a good life coach? Another way to think of it, I suppose, is what should somebody look for when they are thinking about looking for a life coach?
1: Sure. Um, I think the first and foremost is a good amount of empathy. Um, you know, definitely your strong communication skills. And when I say communication, it doesn't mean that you're just talking because really it's about listening. It's really about deep listening. You want to find somebody who is really going to hear you, you know, not listen so that they can respond, but hear you. Um, Somebody that can hold the space for your emotions because it's really, I mean, a lot of times when we're going through changes, we have a lot of emotional stuff that comes with it. Um, You know, a lot of a lot of mindset issues, a lot of, uh, you know, maybe negative self-talk. So, you know, you want somebody that's going to hold that space for you to get through all that junk that most of us do carry around with us. Um, I think those are really the most important. I mean, you're going to want to feel comfortable with who you talk to. You know, you you want a connection with that person. But truly, bottom line is that we all really want to be heard you know,
0: Mm.
1: and listen to, I mean, isn't that what we all want? Everybody just really wants to be heard when they have, when they're going through anything, you know, like I said, just like changes alone. So I think that that's really what's honestly, to me, the most important when you're looking for a life coach is somebody that will really, truly see you and hear you.
0: Mm. Andrea Joyerman is a life coach. And uh, her website is growwithandy.com. And Andy is spelled A-N-D-I, growwithandy.com. Andrea Scheuerman, I appreciate you making time in your schedule for this conversation uh, to help all of us understand uh, a lot better what a life coach does and what a life coach has to offer. Thanks so much and best wishes to you.
1: Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your time.
0: By the way, Andrea Scheuerman does most of her life coaching at Bodywise Wellness and Spa in Kenosha, located at 4235 Green Bay Road. And Bodywise has an open house coming up on Friday, May 7th from 5 until 8 p.m., in which you can meet some of the practitioners who offer their services there.